Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into that Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and it is a lovely Thursday, October 6, 2022. I'm your host, John June. Let's get after it. I got my guy, Greg Penniman, with me, G-Money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, bro? Oh, I'm chilling, man. Chilling, you know. Uh, this Thursday night game, yo. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, should be should be a good one. Um, Denver, I mean, you don't have to keep going. You know, you, you've done enough for us to listen. So, this is Denver, <laughs> Colts. Uh, no JT tonight. So, you know, hopefully Naeem Hines can get it going and hopefully, you know, some of his uh, backups, maybe maybe you could get some some relevance here from uh, one of the backups so that people added. Maybe a Philip Lindsay, uh, a Naimi Heem Hines. Hopefully they can come through tonight. Yeah, we've spoken enough about the man, Russell Wilson. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, we're talking facts, enough. Facts. I'm just waiting for him to play some good football so we can talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he will, he will. Two, two games in a row, the liftoff. But, yes, quite interesting. Jonathan Taylor's out. Deion Jackson, Philip Lindsay was elevated. You know, we already know Latavius Murray's not going to play today. Um, They felt like the trip back from London and, you know, new playbook, Thursday night, short turnaround. It was just too much to ask of the 32-year-old vet. So Mike Boone, the primary backup, make sure that man is stashed away on your roster, please. Yes, sir. Because especially on Thursday night, man, anything could happen. You know, like we did this. I did this with Chuba Hubbard two years ago, right? It was a Thursday night game. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, let's just see what happens. And then McCaffrey goes off and, uh, you know, goes off the field with an yeah. injury. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Chuba Hubbard, who would have been the the go ap- number one waiver guy the, to go after and get. You know, it was just chilling on some of our rosters. So, you know, we try to be a week ahead with some of this. Mm-hmm. Don't want to have to spend fab or burn that waiver priority. If you, by the way, if you're playing with that waiver priority <laughs> system, one through 12 or 14 or how many people in your league, just please just think about fab. Greg, I'm going to give you the opportunity because I had to sell you on fab and you are from what I believe to be pro fab. So can you just, please? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, those, those leagues are, it's, it's basically as old as a non PPR league at this point, like that and fab just, just gotta go. I mean, unfortunately we're in two leagues where the commissioner just, you know, doesn't want to change up. Uh, it's just people be in their old ways. So I gotta go to that fab. Like there's no reason. Cause if you're a good team, that's just unfortunate. You're going to be in the, the 14th or the 12th spot every week. Like, that's that's just not fair like (laughs) yeah and one of the other parts to fab which i think is really cool and um you know was having a conversation about this today in regards to our dynasty league that we're in the thing about fab is like you can put in conditional bids right like you can say you know i'm gonna bid you know for this past week for example like i was like all right i'm gonna bid on i have an empty spot on my roster i'm gonna bid on isaiah pacheco Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to bid on Mike Boone. And then I'm going to bid on Latavius Murray. And I put a dollar amount, associate a dollar amount with each one of those players. But then I put another bid in, which was like, okay, well, let's say I get Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe I'm still willing to spend some money, right? Let me put that, let me put another bid in to try to get Mike Boone to drop, you know, another player off my roster. And now I could end up in a situation where I could really realistically walk out with all three running backs if I really want to. Um, yeah. Which you could do that in the waiver priority system, but in that system, you'd have to hope that nobody else tries to claim them. Right. But with the FAB system, it's more of just like, you know, reminds me of a story of, you know, talking to buddies from college and one of them was like, oh man, I so-and-so went for for five dollars like i really wanted them and we're all like no you didn't because if you really wanted him you would have been put up, put up six yeah you wanna, yeah yep <laughs> like, you would have put like i really wanted isaiah pacheco so i bid 17 you know other people yeah. in our league they bid eight i bid 17 i really wanted them so i was like i gotta do what i like 
try to get them. So literally putting your money where your mouth is, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we do here every week. Put our money where our mouth is. Uh, the players that we that we suggest you play, we we are playing them. Uh, the players we say, you know, suggest that you pick up, we pick them up and play them. Um, you know, players that we try to that we say to acquire, we are actively trying to acquire in our fantasy leagues, right? So, um, and it's not just fantasy, right? We talk about the games, we go, we break down the spreads, the totals, who's going to win the game, who we believe is going to win the game. So um, every week, twice a week, we do that right here. Technically three times a week if you want to count Thursday Night Football, which obviously we recorded yesterday uh, live here. Uh, if you are watching live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, just make sure you like, comment, subscribe, whatever you got to do. And make sure you, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever podcast platform you're listening on that you comment, like, subscribe there as well. Definitely helps the show out. Um, but enough of all that stuff. Let's talk about some football. And I know this graphic here says 1 p.m. games, but we got a London game, Greg. Oh, nice. Yes, 9.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You could wake up, have your tea and crackers oh, or that's crumpets, hard. right? Tea and crumpets. Coffee, and whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah Whatever yeah. you want, man. And uh, Have a beer you know, in the morning. This is just, I was just going to say that. This is an excuse <laughs> to go into the fridge and pop open a beer. You know, like yep. this is 9.30 in the morning. There's football on TV that kind of feels like there's, you know, an opportunity there. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the football here. We got the three and one New York Giants traveling mm. to Green Bay to take on the three and one Green Bay Packers. This game has a 41 and a half point total where the Green Bay Packers are seven and a half point favorites. The three and one Green Bay Packers are seven and a half point favorites against another three and one football team. Vegas is trying to tell you something about these three and one football teams here. <laughs> um, the weather is okay in terms of injuries. Alan Lazard, he's limited with an ankle. Uh, they've got a bunch of other guys questionable. Uh, for the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, he's limited with the ankle, but he looks like he's on track to play. The Giants did not make any additional moves. Uh, at quarterback, um, you know, they actually had a quarterback that they brought in for a tryout. They sent him home. Uh, he was waiting on Chad Powers, <laughs> not Chad Powers, <laughs> not Chad Powers. Um, but uh, Richie James was a DMP with an ankle. Wandell Robinson is limited with the knee. <sighs> Kadarius Tony <laughs> <laughs> was limited in practice yesterday. Um, but did not practice today. So there's a downgrade midweek with a hamstring. Not oh, great. Shit. Uh, Kenny Galladay, he's dealing with an MCL sprain, did not make the trip to London, is doubtful for the game. And then cornerback Aaron Robinson was placed on injured reserve with a, I don't have the injury down, but he was placed on injured reserve. And then Leonard Williams, he's limited with a knee injury. Um, in terms of this game here, Greg, Give the floor to you. What do you got? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Giants to cover, but I'm going to take the Packers to win. Um, yeah, on the Giants side, it's looking like Daniel Jones is uh, looking like he's on track to play. Tyrod Taylor is also making the trip as well. Um, so they do have a backup option if Daniel Jones can't go last minute. Um, as far as the fantasy analysis, it's the same for the Giants every week. I'm starting Saquon Barkley. He's an RB1 for me. And that's about it. Um, it. Daniel Jones seemed to be falling to QB1 performances uh, a bit. So if you're really that desperate, his rushing yards uh, can give you some safe uh, safe performances. Um, and on the Packers side, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he is a more of a high-end QB2 for me, um, borderline QB1. I think this Giants defense is pretty good. Um, so he's, he's in that QB15, QB14 territory for me. Um, Romeo Dobbs, uh, the receiver I'm, I want to play still in this offense. And then I'm um, looking at the running game for them again, uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, uh, both strong RB2s. I think Aaron Jones has that RB1 upside, as he does every week. Um, uh, but, yeah, this analysis is pretty, pretty simple for, for these two teams, um, not the explosive offenses from the Packers that we've seen in the past. Uh, and, yeah, the, the fact that they didn't get to cover last week um, against the Pats, that went to a close overtime game. I think the Giants could keep it close in this one. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with you on the game. I am taking the over, taking the Giants to cover, taking Green Bay to win. I thought about this so many different ways, right? Like the way that the fact that New England was able to cover last week on a ten yeah. and a half point spread with yeah. their third string quarterback that yeah. came in like halfway <laughs> through the game. It's like it almost seemed like a trap that the that the Packers or that the Vegas put this line out at seven and a half. Right? Like and this is yeah. a neutral site. So like you're not they're not even getting points for you know being the home team or anything like that like this is a seven and a half point spread like that seems like a lot for a team that just played in overtime to a team with their third string court again their third string quarterback and the patriots um but again maybe that could have been the patriots too but either way i'm taking the giants to cover they feel they seem like a team with, with a lot of fight um you know I, I think you could make the argument out that Every team that they've played against, um, you know, with maybe the exception of Tennessee, like you kind of expected the Giants to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you look at Carolina, and then they they got Dallas with Cooper Rush, and and then um, you know last week against Chicago, they were expected to pretty much win all of all of those games. At least I know we expected them to win all those games, um, but. You know, against the Green Bay Packers, this is probably like the first game where they they really feel like, oh no, like we we actually aren't supposed to win this game, right? So, right. Um, I think they'll they get juiced up for that. I know they're undermanned, but I, f- I feel like that just leads on more more Saquon Barkley. So, um, you know, from the Giants' perspective, Saquon, I think he's a, he's got to be a top five player at the position. Daniel Jones, because of his rushing, does he is intriguing. Um, you know, he was like borderline streaming option for me last week. I didn't expect him to rush for two touchdowns, though. Um, but, you know, you wonder with the ankle, does that limit what he does on the ground? It's, you know, a thought. Well, he's um, got, man. <laughs> it's really oh, all he's got. Uh, because he can't, you know, he doesn't have much in, by way of receiving options. I mean, Richie James, how like way to have your worst game, like, <laughs> ever. Word, man. Like, Word. Like the we've seen his. put up like 180 receiving yards on like yep, with Thursday the night football with yep. the Niners when like nobody mm-hmm. there's nobody yep. available and it's like Richie James this is your time this is where you you do what you do yeah and uh, yeah he was unavailable to us you know he might be unavailable to us this week it looks like it could just be Wandell Robinson out there running around and that is that is actually intriguing to me because he is if you look at this receiving corpse he is the only one that was handpicked the first you know not, not i mean they signed richie james in free agency but they don't stay mm-hmm. invest a lot of money in him or anything like that but wandel robinson is this regime's guy from gm to head coach he's their right. guy so um it's in the best the best interest of this football team that wandel robinson has some success on the football field i would be intrigued by him he's like and again you could pick him up 9 30 in the morning see if he's playing if he's how he's being utilized and if he doesn't do anything you can drop him again and we could re we could reassess next week mm-hmm. um but in terms of the packers you know aaron jones rb1 aj Dillon, low-end flex maybe rb3 option uh, the giants have been solid these last few weeks defending you know basically every position um you know alan lazard has wide receiver two upside uh, Romeo Dobbs, wide receiver, three, four option. Tunyon has streaming value for sure. And then Aaron Rodgers, like he's borderline, like QB one. Like I'm, I'm not like in love with playing him this week. Uh, Cause like you said, the giants, they've been a solid defense and they've been pretty good against, you know, the quarterbacks that they have played. And I feel like they could just lean on Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. That is per- really not worth uh, trying, you know, to, to, extract points from Aaron Rodgers in this one. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, man. We got the two and two Seattle Seahawks traveling in New Orleans to take on the one and three New Orleans Saints. This game has a 45 and a half point total where the New Orleans Saints are five and a half point favorites. This game is played in the dome, so no weather concerns uh, for New Orleans. Jameis Winston, uh, the quarterback, obviously did not practice. Uh, Doesn't look like he'll play this week. Michael Thomas was a DMP as well, dealing with a foot. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. Alvin Kamara uh, got a full practice in today. 
dealing with the rib injury. So he's, yeah, he's believed the words came from him that he's on track to play in week five. Um, Michael Tom, or I touched on Michael Thomas, Taysom Hill, he's limited with the rib injury. Um, but you know, he's, he played last week, expecting to play Rashad Penny did not practice yesterday, uh, dealing with a shoulder, um, for the Seattle Seahawks and then defensive end, Daryl Johnson, he's doubtful this game with dealing with an ankle expected to miss some time. I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take Seattle to cover. I will take new Orleans to win the football game. Um, on the New Orleans side, I think Alvin Kamara, I mean, we talked about him yesterday uh, in the panic room episode, you know, panic room segment. I'm not putting him in the panic room. I actually think this is a, a very nice spot for him, um, you know, against Seattle, uh, who's who's not great against running backs. Uh, Chris Olave, I think he's a high-end wide receiver too. We obviously, you know, he's been rolling these last three weeks. And Dalton, I think, Based on his matchup, man, he's got some quarterback one upside um, between having a healthy Kamara, between having Chris Olave. Uh, you know, Seattle over the last three weeks allows the sixth most sixth most fancy points to the quarterback position. I think Jawan Johnson even has some intrigue at the tight end spot. Uh, you know, Seattle, they were terrible against tight ends even before the TJ Hawkinson explosion. But, you know, now they're the easiest matchup for the position over these last three weeks. So I think if you were hurting at tight end, you're in deeper leagues, maybe tight end premium or, um, you know, two tight end leagues that you might want to look at Jawan Johnson this week. Um, and then for Seattle, uh, Lockett and Metcalf, I think, you know, I'm upgrading them both to like weekly wide receiver twos right now with wide receiver one upside. I think they have to have that, that, you know, that, that, ranking for the rest of the season uh this is this isn't a great matchup for geno smith as new orleans allows the 25th most fancy points to quarterbacks the last three weeks so i'd probably temper expectations with him this week but he is white hot so maybe from a dfs perspective you roll him out there and the rashad penny also not in the best spot but if he's going to get the volume that he got last week then he's an rb3 flex option yeah i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna also take seattle to cover but I'm going to take New Orleans to win. Uh, I believe, yeah, Michael Thomas didn't practice today. I, I know they put out an alert for the practicing today. Um, yeah, James didn't go either, so don't expect those guys to, to be there. But definitely on the Seattle side, uh, Shaw Penny can go. I do like him as a strong RB2 option. Um, and as far as the receivers, I'm glad to see that both Lockett and Metcalf could be relevant with Geno Smith. Um, it's really crazy how this, uh, yeah, this offense has turned around and, they're letting Geno cook. Uh, I do agree with you. The Saints, though, is a, a pretty tough defense. They've kept a lot of low-scoring games and, and tough matchups. So I got both the receivers in, in wide receiver two category. I got Geno Smith more as a uh, high, low borderline QB one, but more I think you expect him to get that the high in QB two week this week. Um, and then on the Saints side, um, Jawan Johnson, I agree with you. Uh, he's I'm having him actually in my 16-team league. Uh, he's been a solid option um, so far this season. Uh, Taysom Hill could possibly get some packages like last week if you're uh, in a risky dart throw. Uh, if you want to throw him out there to try to get a, a goal line touchdown or some some uh, you know rushing yards to not kill your day. Um, and then Chris Olave, the receiver I want to play for sure, wide receiver two option. Uh, Kamar though, yeah, this is definitely the game. You know he's healthy. Um, you want to see him bounce back and give you an RB1 performance. Uh, I think, you know, he he definitely – this is the get-right game for him for sure. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's move on to this next game, man. And Oh, boy. We got the 1-3 and three Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> traveling to Buffalo to take on a 3-1 and one Buffalo Bills. This game has a 47.5-point total where the Buffalo Bills are 14-point home favorites. Weather is okay. Gabe Davis, full participant in practice. There we go. So trending in the right direction there. Uh, Dawson Knox, DMP with a foot on Wednesday. Um, not sure what his status was today, but he's been dealing with that for a, a week or two now. Uh, Jordan Poyer, DMP with a rib injury. Tremaine Edmonds, he was a DMP on Wednesday as well. 
So just some some things to monitor there on the Buffalo side. And then for Pittsburgh, Micah Fitzpatrick, the stud safety, he's a DMP with a knee. Uh, seems like he will go. Um, Cam Sutton, the cornerback, is limited with a groin or hamstring, groin slash hamstring. And then Cam Hayward is uh, limited with an elbow and an ankle. Greg, where are you with this matchup here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Bills to cover and, and the Bills to win. Uh, you know, I, I'm definitely am excited that this offense is not under Mr. Trubisky anymore, uh, under a new quarterback, Kenny Pickett. But um, this is the first start to have at on the road at Buffalo, like against one of the hottest teams in the league right now. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, so I ex- definitely expect some turnovers, some interceptions, um, and I, you know, a lot of teams haven't been covering a lot. There have been a lot of blowouts, but the when they are there, the Bills are involved. So. I think they do get this cover uh, on their side. Josh Allen, he's a QB one, uh, top five player as he is every week, uh, throwing and rushing the ball. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver one value. Uh, Gabe Davis, if he's ready to go, I, I think he's been struggling this year. He's been a lot boomer bust uh, this year. So I have him, um, I'm going to rank him. I need, kind of need to see him get back into into the groove. I, I'm going to have him as a low on wide receiver two, more uh, wide receiver three territory. I uh, still do like Isaiah McKenzie right now uh, in this stretch. He's been playing pretty well. Um, so I think I have him as a, as a flex option. Uh, and as far as the running backs, Devin Singletary is the, the running back I want and, and playing in this offense. Uh, I think especially with the, the game script and everything, he's got some RB1 upside. On the Steelers side, uh, Najee Harris, low in RB2, Pat Firemurf, tight in one option. Uh, Deontay Johnson, first time in a while, he hasn't got the 10 targets or – uh, you know, close to 10 catches, uh, but I think he's going to be a reliable option for uh, Pickett. So I think he's got some uh, low-end wide receiver two value, and that's about it for the Steelers side. Um, yeah, I think really I'm looking at Pat Fryman as a, the main passing option and them to maybe get some going with Najee Harris, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, um, also one late addition to the injury report for the Steelers was Deontay Johnson um, Mm. added to the injury report with a hip. I'm trying to see if it was limited. Yeah, he was limited with a hip injury. So um, Mm. that was a new addition. Uh, Never like those midweek additions to the injury report. Yeah, There's no football being played in the middle of the week. So how you get hurt? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take the, I'm with you. I'm taking the over. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover. I'm also going to take Buffalo to win. Um, Josh Allen, you don't need us to sit here. Yeah, there's no analysis for him anymore. To play yeah. Josh Allen, right? <laughs> Stefan Diggs, right? Like you don't, you don't need to hear that. Uh, Dev, Devin Singletary, he's an RB2. He's playing some 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 damn good football right now. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't taken over the backfield. Zach Moss looks like Zach Moss has always looked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> James James Cook is, I mean, he's struggling right now. I'm not. That's not to say he's not going to get better. And as you know, as the game slows down for him, and you know, eventually, like who knows? Maybe he could look like the best back by the time we get to the end of the season, right? We've seen that plenty times before. Um, but right now, Devin Singletary is playing the best of all these running backs. So I don't know why Buffalo doesn't just turn it over to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, as a fantasy manager, if he's continuing to to be this efficient with this limited amount of volume, not limited, he's still getting a good, it's like, it's almost as if they're like, they try the rotation thing through the first like quarter, or the first half, and then it's like, oh no, Devin's just too good. Like these other guys, they don't have it today. And then they're like, okay, Devin, we'll just we'll just give you the rest of like we'll just give you the rest of like, like that's what happened in the the Baltimore game. I mean, granted, they were down. Maybe they just trusted Devin Singletary more in, in those situations. But I just feel like at some point or another, he's he's got to take over. Uh, yeah. McKenzie, very nice option. Uh, you know, obviously, he's dealing with the concussion. If he can't go, uh, Khalil Shakir, the rookie, uh, will be in line some, for some more ops there. So, 
Uh, definitely a name to note for for those of you at home. Um, but for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, RB two based on volume, right? Like if he doesn't get the yeah. if he doesn't get the touchdown, then he needs those receptions. He didn't get any last week, so you got seven points. Um, for you know Deontay Johnson, probably a wide receiver three for me. Uh, George Pickens, n- yeah, no, he the targets have been there the last couple weeks, but you know with the rookie quarterback going into to Buffalo, I, he's not going to be in my lineup this week. I'm going to wait another week, but just just keep him stashed, um, especially with how bad Chase Claypool is playing. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in a contract year too. So like, oh, that's not good. No. Uh, but Frymuth, yeah, tight end one for sure. Uh, he's been uber consistent. He's been like the one constant, the only good thing out of this Pittsburgh offense. Oh yeah, absolutely, the only good thing. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Here we got the two and two Chicago Bears traveling to Minnesota to take on the three and one Minnesota Vikings. This game has a forty three and a half point total, where the Vikings are seven point favorites. In terms of the weather, weather's okay. Uh, David Montgomery was a DNP on Wednesday, but was upgraded to a limited participant in practice today. So that is good news for Montgomery managers out there. Probably not great news for the <laughs> Herbert managers. Um, Cody Whitehair, the center, he was placed on injured reserve with a knee injury. And then for Minnesota, Zadarius Smith, uh, the, the edge player linebacker is questionable for this game. I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover as well as win this game. Um, you know, I'm going to assume, I mean, David Montgomery is a tough guy. I mean, I feel like this happens every time with David Montgomery. There's like a timeline and then he beats it by like two, three weeks. Like this. Yeah, bro. He's, <laughs> he's a beast when getting on the field. <laughs> like it's absurd it happens every single year he gets this like oh it's like numbers of two years ago it was like four to six four to six weeks and the dude was back in three weeks like it was yeah. it was crazy um but yeah I, I don't think he goes this week but the line the matchup is really good for Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert um very nice spot here against Minnesota uh, need to see more from the Bears' pass offense if I'm gonna get tricked into playing any of them. Um, Dalvin Cook. I mean, this matchup is really good. Like, if if it was, you know, other team insert team X, like I would probably be willing. But because it's other the Bears, than the Giants, no, nah, I would play Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones I mean, yeah. like <laughs> so, it's crazy. Um. But on the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook, very nice spot here against the Chicago defense. Uh, Jay Jeff, he's going to be in your lineup. The usage was fantastic last week. I'm hoping that the, you know we get more consistency week to week. Um, and then Cousins, he's a you know borderline QB two. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Bears to cover. I'm gonna take the Vikings to win. Um, I'm with you on you know the Viking side, Kirk Cousins. I think he's in a good spot here to bounce back. Um, from you know, last couple of weeks he's been struggling a little bit, but I think he he gets a, a borderline QB one week here. Dalvin Cook, uh, he's able to go. Um, I think he's you know RB one upside here in this matchup. Jay Jeff should come back to you know you know last week he, he balled out. I think he just can continue to get that consistency, consistent top five weeks at the wide receiver position as well. Um, Smith Jr. is going to be Irvin Jr. Going to give you maybe five to six points. Um, on the Bears side, it's David Montgomery, and that's it. whoever, whichever running back is starting the game, pretty much is is who I'm playing, and, and that's that's about it. Yeah, for sure. Minnesota's defense is getting a little better, so they they should create some turnovers. So David Montgomery is limited all week, and then is active on Sunday. I think they if they're activating him, they're gonna make him. They're gonna one. they're gonna play him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to this next game here. We've got the 0-3-1 Houston Texans traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 2-2 Jacksonville Jaguars. We have a 44.5-point total here in this matchup where the Jacksonville Jaguars are seven-point favorites 
in terms of weather, there are no weather concerns. Actually, not uh, not there's no concerns about weather in any of these games this weekend, from what I saw um, or my early assessment of a weather report. But uh, for Houston, in terms of injuries, Blake Cashman he was a DMP with a concussion. Brevin Jordan was a DMP with an ankle, and then Derek Stingley was a DMP with an arm injury, the cornerback there for the Houston Texans, and they're for the third overall pick. Um, and then for Jacksonville, defensive tackle Foley Fadakasi, he's questionable with a quad. And then Zay Jones, the wide receiver, is questionable with an ankle. Greg, what say you? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover and Jacksonville to win. Um, as far as the Texan side, Damian Pierce definitely has emerged as a strong, uh, you know, RB2 option. I think he has RB1 upside every week at this point with his his usage. Um, I think Rex Burkhead has some PPR value, you know, getting uh, close to maybe five catches. Uh, I think that's, if you're going to play him, that's what you are kind of expecting from him. Um, so if you're hurting our running back, maybe you lost Cardell Patterson, maybe you don't have JT. Uh, like someone like me, you know, you, you're 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 hopefully maybe playing uh, Rex Burke as a desperation play, but Damian Pierce is the guy. Um, Brandon Cooks, he is in that I think low end wide receiver two territory uh, right now. Uh, more wide receiver three. Hopefully he can, he can get going in this offense um, as he was did last year and on a struggling team, but he got most of the targets and everything. Um, and then on the Jaguar side, Trevor Lawrence, QB uh, one upside. James Robinson, love his matchup this week, actually. I think he's an RB1 this week as well. Christian Kirk, a wide receiver one. I think those three guys are going to are gonna carry this offense. Um, and, yeah, if Jay Jones can't play, I think Jamal Agnew has, again, uh, some good flex, flex outside. Yeah, I'm going to take the under, taking Jacksonville to cover, Jacksonville to win. Uh Damian Pierce, I think he's an RB1 again this week. He's he's rolling, and the matchup here is is really good. Um, so, yeah, fire him up. Uh, Cooks hasn't been great, but Jacksonville seems like, um, you know, I mean, Jacksonville seems like a strong defense. They allow the 25th most fantasy points to the wide receiver position over these last three weeks. Yeah, so you could put him out there as a wide receiver three flex option, but I'm not expecting much upside. Uh, I think Rex Burkhead has RB three flex value. Uh, you know, like you were saying, I think he's he should be in line for some some catches. Uh, for Jacksonville, James Robinson, this is a great great spot. Uh, you know, Houston allows mm-hmm. the second most fantasy points to running backs over these last three weeks. Uh, Christian Kirk, a wide receiver two. Zay Jones, probably a wide receiver three. I think you can get away with playing Trevor in this matchup, um, but you don't if you don't have the space to pick up another quarterback or you don't want to drop him. But uh, you know, I don't think he's maybe going to come with the the upside that maybe we saw a couple weeks ago against the Chargers. Somebody asked me earlier today, Aaron Rodgers or Trevor Lawrence? They want Trevor. That's what I said. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup. The three and one Miami Dolphins travel to MetLife to take on the two and two New York Jets. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Miami Dolphins are three and a half point road favorites. In terms of the weather, we're still okay on that front. In terms of injuries, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has already been ruled out. He was ruled out, I think, over the weekend with the concussion. Xavier uh, Howard, questionable with a groin, uh, did not practice on Wednesday. Jalen Waddle was also questionable with a groin and did not practice on Wednesday. A late addition to the injury report would be star receiver Tyreek Hill, uh, who's dealing with a quad injury. Um, trying to see if he practiced today. He was a limited participant dealing with that quad. Uh, so uh, they're a little banged up there. And then for the New York Jets, left tackle George Fant, he was placed on IR last week. Uh, linebacker Quincy Williams, he is doubtful with a high ankle sprain. Brees Hall, the rookie running back, is limited with a knee injury. Um, 
you know, I think Coach Sala for the, you know, Robert Sala coined it as uh, nicks and bruises that he's dealing with. So it sounds like he'll be okay. Um, Zach Wilson, he was a full participant today dealing with an ankle injury. And then Max Mitchell, uh, the right tackle, was doubtful with a knee injury. Um, I went back and forth on this game. But I'm going to take the over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. And I'm also going to take the Jets to win. Ooh. I went back and forth, <laughs> man. I really did. Um, but when, yeah, we'll get into it. For, you know, Miami side, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they're obviously going to be in your lineup. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he has streaming value uh, in, in, in this matchup here. The Jets over these last three weeks gave up the 13th most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, hard to pinpoint which running back we're going to see, uh, you know, who's going to get the most volume, but the matchup is good. So I think you can lean on both of them as as running back threes. Um you know, it's going to really come down to who gets that touchdown. For the Jets, uh, Miami is allowing the most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last three weeks. Granted, that was against Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. And, and Joe Burrow. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have been banged up in the secondary. So I, I think Wilson does have a solid QB, you know, a solid uh, day and, and could be an option in two quarterback leagues. More specifically, though, I like the wide receivers, uh, especially Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, mainly because the Dolphins run a lot of man-to-man coverage. Uh, It's a lot of zero, a lot of cover one, and Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson both excel at beating man-to-man coverage. Um, So I, I like both of them to have a good day in this one. Uh, and the Brees Hall takeover is here. So start him sure. as an RB1 option. Uh, I, I don't think you can play Michael Carter unless you're desperate like I am um, in our League <laughs> Extraordinary People, uh, where he literally has not left my starting lineup since draft day. <laughs> and uh, Tyler Conklin is yes, in a good spot as well. Uh, should definitely be treated as a tight end one. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover and the Actually, I'm going to take the Jets to cover, but the Dolphins to win. Uh, so I do think it's a three-point game, but I think the Dolphins get it done in the end. I agree with you, though, though, on the um, Dolphins side, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is my stream of the week there. So I think he definitely has some streaming value, uh, can can have a solid, a, a good day. Um, maybe for some, got some boom value with those receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle must start options, uh, both of them. Um, the running game, it is tricky. Um, it's Really, no one has the edge over the other right now. Uh, I think the edge goes to the the one with that touchdown. So I'm with you on that. On, on the Jets side, um, love the receivers here. You know, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Um, I would think this if this going to be get right for Elijah Moore, it's got to be in this week. The, you know, secondary for the Dolphins has been pretty bad. Tyler Conklin is going to get great matchup as well. Uh, so he has some great uh, great tight end one value uh, here. And yeah, Brees Hall. Is just gonna continue to keep booming and keep keep rising up. Uh, I feel like his his fantasy points have just been increasing every week. Uh, his touches and opportunities have been increasing every week. So he's he's becoming RB one and in league winner value right now. So uh, love to see it. Um, so if you have all these, you know, the talent around Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson should have some streaming value as well. Yeah, and no, I I agree. I mean, he's he's definitely made his way into some of my my DFS lineups for the week. Uh, 5,300 on DraftKings, so I'm taking it, taking my shot. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next game here. The 2-2 two and two Atlanta Falcons travel to Tampa Bay to take on the 2-2 two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a 48.5-point total where the Tampa Bay Bucks are 8-point favorites. In terms of weather, again, no concerns there. Um Greg, I, I think this is the week you might not have to play Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Where Tyler? This is the matchup, though. Tampa Bay is not that good. Oh, man, against tight ends. I know, Whoa. but oh, man, man. Play, then we can't put him in the lineup, bro. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. He, you know, he's he hurt, DM, right? He was a DMP two days in a row with dealing with a hamstring. 
Um, so not right. good. All right, yo, I was I was ready. I was like, I was oh, ready. Man, this I, might be the week. I was this might I was, be the week. <laughs> I was start of the week ready. Oh, <laughs> I was ready. But looking tricky there with uh, Kyle Pitts dealing with the hamstring. Uh, Cordero Patterson, he was placed on injured reserve there. Um, so you know that's definitely, um, you know, obviously the the. The Falcons are, you know, have to find alternatives in the backfield, which they already have present. Uh, Damian Williams is eligible to return from injured reserve soon. Um, so he did start out the year as the starting running back. So, yeah. uh, tight end Cameron Brait for Tampa Bay. He's DMP with a concussion. He's actually a guy where he's available in leagues. Like this matchup is good for him as well. If he can go this week, like he's a plug. He's like a pickup plug and play tight yeah, end. In my he just opinion, games he would be he would be right there with like the Tyler Conklin's, like the the, the guys you hate in hearses. Like he just never finishes games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all all the wide receivers except for Mike Evans, uh, crack, <laughs> they they they're all questionable. <laughs> so Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Brashad Perriman, and Russell Gage are all questionable with something on their lower extremity. But they all practice in limited fashion. Um, Cole Beasley retired. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Did you wow. hear the reason? He wanted to make another mixtape. No. No. Uh, he wants to spend more time with his wife and his kids, and uh, this came a day after the Tom Brady. Report. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's tough. <laughs> oh man, I mean, dang, that's tough, man. He was spending time. With that that makes sense because he's spending time with him because he no one signed him, and then he probably yeah he probably got that that call, and then yeah yeah he probably got that. Yeah. I saw somebody. I saw somebody on Twitter was like, "I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, so I can't even <laughs> give you credit." But they were like, Cole, Cole Beasley saw saw Tom Brady fumble Giselle and was like, nah, bro. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal. So, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is, you know, dealing with a, shoulder, a right shoulder and right finger. So, um, he says he's going to play. So, it, it is what it is. It's Tom yeah. Brady, right? Brady's going to play. He's going to play. Yeah, he's, he says he's going to play. Greg, where are you with this lineup here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tampa to cover and Tampa to win uh, on Tampa side. Tom Brady's in an excellent spot here, though. Um, if he's going to go, he's he started the week conversation for, for me for sure. Um, so I think you got to play him. You got to play his receivers that are healthy. Mike Evans, for sure, is hot right now. He's top five play right with him. Um, Chris Godwin, I think if, if all the guys are going to go, it's Mike Evans for me and then, then Godwin. Then uh, probably Russell Gage and Bray. Uh, Bray, I think, has some streaming by a tight end, though, if he's uh, able to go, because um, he's definitely been targeted when he's in. Um, and then the running game, Leonard Fournette, uh, and then Rashad White, I think, is going to continue to have that some RB3 value as his usage goes up uh, throughout the year. Um, and if, you know, Leonard Fournette gets banged up, that's an instant plug-in play uh, RB1 possibly right there. Um, so but you're playing Leonard Fournette for sure. I think he's got some good value in this one. On the Atlanta side, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. This Buccaneers defense, I know it, they played Mahomes last week. Mahomes just did something special. I still think this Buccaneers defense is is pretty good. Um, so I think it, it's going to be tough for them, especially without their two of their best players, Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson. Um, I'm not. I don't think I'm really willing to really reach and play anyone, except for desperate to to play the running backs, uh, Agli, Aguilar and uh, Huntley. So. Uh, to give you some RB3, uh, hopefully RB2 upside. Hey man, some people out there are desperate. That's I'm what I'm saying. I got me too, man. I gotta, I gotta have, I got about to play Hunley, man. <laughs> um, yeah. In terms of this matchup, I'm I'm with you 100 percent taking the under, taking Tampa to cover, Tampa to win. Uh in terms of the Tampa Bay side, um yeah, 
Tom Brady, this is this is a beautiful spot for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that we are on the same page. Uh, and now I know that I can't pick Tom Brady as my third <laughs> of the week potentially because that's probably where I was leaning. Um, Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta allows the 12th most fancy points to the quarterback position in the last three weeks. And he, like we said, is trending up with all his weapons being healthy. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans got to be treated as a wide receiver one. Uh, I mean, he's still scoring touchdowns. Uh, Chris Godwin should definitely be more involved, so I see him as wide receiver two. Julio and Russell Gage, I think they're kind of on standby. Um, I know Julio got dropped in some leagues, so he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. but this is the Julio revenge game. Oh man! <laughs> and you know Tom Brady's not one of those like he's like oh no we're gonna get you a touchdown today yeah yeah he's he's the one to like really force feed it like he will yeah. force feed the ball to you yeah to oh man oh man this is the Julio revenge game okay that changes the analysis I think Julio has got to be in flex conversation I'm just saying if he's if he goes yeah I think he he's, if he goes I mean he he played yeah. last week he was he was on a snap count it looked like shuttling in and out but I feel mm. like. And then we talked about Cameron Brait, intriguing tight end streaming option if he can go. But like we said, he's dealing with a concussion. Uh, and then on the Atlanta side, Tampa Bay has been roasted by tight ends. So if Kyle Pitts can go, I, I love the matchup here for him. Uh, Drake London, I think he's got to be in your lineup. You know, last week was his first bad week. He's still a wide receiver too. I think, you know, Tampa Bay, despite last, um, you know, despite what they did last week against Kansas City, is still 24th. <laughs> think about that. They gave up a ton of points last week, and they're still 24th the last three weeks in the position and fantasy points allowed to the running backs. I'm not excited to play these running backs, but like we said, if you are hurting, you need volume. You just need a guy that's going to go in there and get you, you know, 11 touches and might fall into 10 points. Then by all means, play these guys. Um, but yeah, Mark Mariota, you're you're you don't exist to me here anymore. Yeah, I think what you Drake London is is the guy though for sure. Still, yeah, uh, we do have a question from Calvo. We'll take it. What's up, y'all? Pick two PPR. Najee, Ceh, Brandon Cooks, Greg. I'll let you go first. I think if I'm ranking them, I think you you got to go with Ceh one right now. I think just his touchdown presence right now. I think he he's really like. You you can't you gotta ride that you have to ride that right now um, um, that he's he's gonna get a touchdown and then um, he's getting used in, in the red zone and he's on the one of the most explosive offenses in the league. After that, I think it's tough. I'm gonna have to go PPR league. Um, I think I'm gonna go Najee. It's a tough one though. But I think I'm gonna go Najee. Yeah, I'm with you. Those are the two I'm taking. Uh, Ch yeah. definitely is in your lineup. Um, yeah. Najee and Brandon Cooks. I lean Najee um, slightly. Running back is it's easier for an, a Najee to get more more points. Exactly right. Like he he's gonna at least touch the ball 15, 16 times. Right. You know, maybe one of those ends up being a touchdown. Maybe he gets some receptions. So yeah, you just have to go with Najee at that point. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the question, Calvo. We will move on to the next game. The sorry, my show sheet was a little out of order here. But um the one and three Detroit Lions traveling in New England to take on the one and three New England Patriots. This game has a 46 and a half point total where the Patriots are three point favorites. No weather concerns in terms of injuries. TJ Hawkinson was uh, was DMP Wednesday with the hip, or did return to practice. Uh, DJ Shark was DMP with an ankle. Monroe St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, both held out of practice. Uh, Swift with the shoulder, St. Brown with the ankle. Uh, they do have a bunch of other guys questionable. In New England, Jacoby Myers did return to a limited practice, as did quarterback Mac Jones. Myers dealing with a knee. Jones dealing with the ankle. Um, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take New England to cover. I'm going to take New England to win. Uh, I For Detroit side, Jamal Williams, uh, I think he's got to be once again an RB1 option. Uh, the volume, the red zone work, that should all be there. So he's going to be in your lineup, even if the matchup is 
looks rough on paper. Um, Jared Goff may not be forced, uh, you know, to to score as many points this week with the Patriots, uh, but New England was already allowing the eighth most fantasy points to the quarterback position the last three weeks, and he's got another, you know, uh, maybe he's got another QB one week ahead of him with the, you know, them being down and protecting him to lose. But if you do lose, that could also mean that you did something bad to lose potentially. But um, yeah, the matchup is still good. Eighth most fantasy points quarterback, so whatever. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, another good matchup for him. Uh, and again, may not have Swift or Amon Ross St. Brown. So that same formula that applied last week, you can probably copy and paste it again. Don't expect mm-hmm. 39 and a half PPR points. Um, and then for New England, I think you play the running backs for sure. I mean, both. Both running backs, you know, they're both RB2s with RB1 upside. Uh, the wide receivers, they should all be in line to make a play, but it really comes down to who the quarterback is. If it's Mac Jones, I probably feel a little, a little bit more confident putting a Jacoby Myers or a Nelson Aguilar into my lineup. Um, but if it's Bailey Zapp at quarterback, it becomes very risky. Uh, but again, the matchup is delicious. Very, very. Um, I'm going to take the over as well. New England to cover, New England to win. On Detroit side, uh, I think you got to keep riding the Jerick off wave as well. I mean, this man is fantasy pros is QB seven on the year so far, so uh, he's been he's been pretty solid as a, a streaming quarterback and I think a, a startable one in twelve team formats. So uh, I think he's got some borderline QB one value. Jamal Williams RB one upside, T.J. Hawkinson tight end one uh, for sure, especially if Amon Ross St. Brown DeAndre Swift can't go uh, like you're saying. Uh, as far as the ancillary receiver, I think Josh Reynolds is in play. Uh, if you know those those guys can't go, um, he's been doing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Uh, so if Jared Goff is, you know, he has got to get the ball to someone besides Seahawk. Uh, I think Josh Reynolds is, is a, a flex play. On the Pat side, the running backs, I agree with you. Ramadre Stevenson is is tuning up. I think he's <clears throat> starting to take a little more control um, and looking a little better. So I think he's. Got the RB1 upside. Damian Harris is also an RB2 play, though, as well. Um, And then, yeah, Detroit's defense is just so bad. I mean, they've been one of the best offenses in the league, and they're still one and three. So I think Aguilar is also in flex value play, just like Josh Reynolds. So I think if you're, you know, look Sunday morning looking for some receivers, Josh Reynolds, Nelson Aguilar could be some ads. Yeah, I don't can't believe I didn't mention Josh Reynolds because we definitely mentioned him. Last week before uh, his his nice game yes, sir. on Sunday, um, but that's why there's two of us. So <laughs> I can't we, got we got us covered. We got we got, we got us covered. covered. The people and we got us covered. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's move on to the next one. The three and one Tennessee Titans traveling to Washington to take on the one and three Washington Commanders. This game has a forty two and a half point total where. Tennessee Titans are two and a half point road favorites. In terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, Tennessee safety, Amani Hooker, limited with a concussion. Uh, Zach Cunningham, DMP with an elbow. Traylon Burks, doubtful, doubtful with a toe injury. Uh, for Washington, Brian Robinson, uh, who was obviously, uh, for those that may not know, but was shot in an armed robbery attempt. Um, was activated from the or designated to return from the NFI list and has returned to practice. Um, apparently had a big run today in practice, so things looking good for him and his prospects. Uh, Jahan Dotson, DMP with a hamstring, and then Curtis Samuel, DMP with an illness. Um, in terms of this matchup, Greg, where are you going? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover and Tennessee to win. Um, on the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry, RB1, he's back. Uh, you know, I know I was a little bit panicking. He say he's going to be RB2. I'll take that back, man. This man is Derrick Henry. I don't know why I have a doubt of him. He's an RB1 every week. Like, uh, So he, you roll him out there. Um, Robert Woods, I think, is in a good spot, a great spot here, actually, um, especially Traylon Burks dealing with his toe injury. Uh, Robert Woods is definitely um, back, and I think he's he's a great play against this this Washington uh, defense who's been struggling a lot against wide receivers. So yeah, yeah, definitely roll him out there. Um, 
for the uh, Washington Commander side, uh, running backs. I mean, running back Antonio Gibson. I think he's a little RB two play. Uh, far as the receivers, um, I think those the receivers as well has has a good value. I mean, I just you know uh, got the message that uh, you know Curtis Samuel uh, didn't practice today with an illness. So if he can't if he can't go, you're playing him. If he can't go, I think that gives Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dawson both a boost. Uh, to give you some wide receiver two. Dawson, Dawson's not Dawson. going. Oh man, it might be, just be scary Terry season, baby. That's what I like to see. So, uh, you know, he put him out there. Tennessee's definitely been struggling against wide receivers as well. Um, so yeah, it should be it should be a fun game actually between these two. Uh, maybe high scoring. No, I've been saying since yesterday. Like, there's something about this game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but sure. I'm with you. I'm taking the over, taking Tennessee to cover, taking Tennessee to win. And I do gotta, I gotta come, I gotta gotta defend you, bro. Like you didn't say you weren't concerned about Derrick Henry per se. You mm-hmm. were concerned about the Titans. Yeah, I was. I was. You were saying if the Titans aren't good, that means Derrick Henry might not have some of these opportunities. But he's still the man. You know. Yeah. It wasn't. It's like a little role reversal. I had to, you know, pull you off the Derrick Henry ledge this time because usually it's <laughs> me. <laughs> that needs to get pulled off the ledge. So, um, yeah, Tennessee, Tannehill, obviously my stream of the week. Uh, Washington allows the fifth most fancy points to the quarterback position over like the that. last three weeks. Um, this is why y'all have to watch on YouTube because y'all don't see the facial expressions when Greg was talking about Robert Wood. Wood. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, this is there goes another start of the week, right? So. so Robert Woods been rolling as he gets uh, farther removed from that ACL injury. Washington allows the second most fantasy points to the quarter or the wide receiver position over these last three weeks. So definitely like him to have a good game here. Uh, Derek Henry getting some really nice usage, continue to roll him up out there as an RB one. He's getting past game work right now. Like Mm got to love that on the Washington side. They also have good matchups. Like it's like these two teams mirror each other in a sense. Yeah. Uh, Once you know he can finish as a quarterback one. Uh, you know Tennessee, I believe, gives up the seventh most fantasy points to the to the quarterback position over the last three weeks. Uh, Curtis Samuel, if it's, I know he's dealing with an illness. Don't know what's that. What that's doing to you know game planning and things like that. Um, but if he can go, I think he's a wide receiver one. You know, I like Terry. I think Terry has a bounce back game, kind of just like what you were saying. Uh, if Curtis Samuel can't go or is limited, we already know Dotson won't be able to go. So, you know, I, I think Terry, that, like that's it's got to be a Terry week. Yeah. Um, also means that Logan Thomas, you know, could be, you know, discount, um, you know, a discount TJ Hawkinson in terms of of getting getting all this volume, uh, this leftover volume that might be available with uh, the absences the absence of Dotson and maybe the limit, the limitations on uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, Antonio Gibson has been trending down and Brian Robinson could make his, his return in week five. So I don't think I'm going to play either McKit or no Gibson or Robinson. It's tough. I mean, in this running back economy, it's probably tough not to play um, Gibson. If you've been doing, if you've been holding out without Brian Robinson for this long, I think you can continue to do that. Um, don't know how involved he'll be in his first game back. J.D. McKissick could be an option if they do end up needing to throw, throw the football. I do anticipate them being down in this game and having a back-and-forth nature to it. And, again, with the you know limit those touches that Curtis Samuel gets, like those are like running back touches. And mm-hmm. you look at the next person uh, available to do that, that's probably McKissick. Yeah, I'm with you on that. McKissick definitely gives – uh, more of a upgrade of Rex Burkhead kinda, so I like it. Definitely. Let's move on to the last matchup that we're covering today. Actually, we do have a question. Four Odd Geek Life says, "Good evening, Damian Harris or Damian Pierce? Two Damians. Two Damians. One is probably better than the other. Uh, I I'm going with Pierce, man. Yeah. I, like the matchup is good." He's been getting he's been he's been hot these last couple of weeks in terms of the usage. Um Damian Damian Harris, like you like he may not he could 
literally coming into a situation where he's not even the number one running back on his team yep. this week. I'm going Pierce. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm yeah. Where yeah, exactly. Damien Pierce. <laughs> uh all right. Back to this game here where the two and two LA Chargers travel to Cleveland, take on the two and two Cleveland Browns. This game has a 47 and a half point total where the LA Chargers are three point favorites. In terms of the weather, we're okay here. In terms of injuries, Miles Garrett for Cleveland, the defensive end, returned to practice after um, you know, missing last week as a result of injuries he suffered in a car accident. David Njoku, who was DMP uh, Wednesday with a, with knee and dealing with some rest, um, or getting dealing with a knee issue and getting some rest. Uh, and then Harrison Bryant was a DMP with an illness. Jadavian Clowney was a DMP with an ankle. For the Chargers, Josh Palmer limited with an ankle injury. Keenan Allen, DMP with a hamstring. Um, and then Rashawn Slater, I know we touched on these last week, but just want to remind people, Rashawn Slater, left tackle for the Chargers, is out, is on injured reserve with a bicep injury. And Joey Bosa, the defensive end, is on injured reserve with a groin. So I'm going to take the over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover. I'm going to take Cleveland to win the game. Uh, For Cleveland, uh, Nick Chubb is an RB1. He's in a smash spot here. Um, This is – I mean, we saw what Damian Pierce did last week. Um, Nick Chubb is going to go wild on on (laughs) – He could even be the RB1 on the week. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he has RB1 upside as well. If this game just if this game does turn in a direction of, of maybe a, a shootout and back and forth nature to it, uh, Brissett again in a good spot. He was solid last week. I mean, last week was a good quarterback week overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he was still solid. Still scored 16 points. So I I think that you know you can roll him out there in in a in a in a matchup here against the Chargers where they have not been great against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, Amari Cooper I do like him to bounce back this week after the dud he put up last week. Uh, David Njoku I he, you know he had a mediocre game I think he has you know a bounce back game here, and then for the Chargers Justin Herbert going to be in your lineup. Uh, I think Eckler continues to to. His, you know, his bounce back from last week, obviously not going to score three touchdowns every week, but I think the usage was good enough to to where you'll be satisfied with his output this week. Mike Williams, a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. And then Gerald Everett is a tight end one option. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win and the Chargers to cover. This is going to be a, a wild close game, though. Um, Seems like the Chargers are just used to doing that, those types of games. Um, on the Brown side, I do think yeah, Jacoby Brissett does have some streaming value as well. I love the running backs here. I uh, agree with you, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb having the higher upside, being an RB1, bona fide every week. Um, Mari Cooper has uh, got to be the, the main guy that you know Jacoby Brissett is going to look to. Uh, he's going to lead this team in, in targets most likely and receptions. So he is a strong wide receiver too for me. Um, and David Njoku just, you know, like you know, a lot of other tight ends in the league, but you're you're playing him, um, especially if you you need some help, uh, because in an offense that you know picking the over a high scoring game, David Njoku could find the end zone and get some catches. Uh, on the Chargers side, Herb starting must start, Eckler must start, um, especially if Keenan Allen cannot go. Mike Williams is a must start as well. Has wide receiver one upside every week, um, but hopefully this is not he's not going to you know trend how he's you know up and down hopefully he can get two consecutive up weeks so uh this will be, hopefully get get be a great week for him um Jeff whatever i like him as a, a solid tight end low and tight end one as well um and if keenan can go i mean deandre carter has been has the opportunity to you know really have some some value here i uh, had a down week last week but i'm gonna I'm continue to keep my eye on him to for some flex conversation but i'm gonna I'm wait and see yeah, it's tough with Carter because he hasn't seen more than like four targets or something like that in the game. Yeah. So it's hard to bank on. You're really banking on big plays. Uh, it should be an intriguing game. I really, I really do like this game as well. Um, yeah. Before we close this out, we do have one question from our guy, Dat Boy Caden5, mm-hmm. who has asked questions before, has been on the stream. So 
Definitely. Appreciate yeah, appreciate that. Um, enjoying it. He says, enjoying the stream. James Connor or Cortland Sutton at my flex in a full PPR. Oh, yeah. Cortland Sutton is going to ball tonight. He's going to ball out tonight. Uh, I'm loving Cortland Sutton every week more and more. He seems to have the most chemistry with Russell Wilson right now, uh, the healthy receiver right now. So, yeah, Judy's going to have a solid game as well. But, yeah, Cortland Sutton is that guy. Yeah, man, I I, I definitely agree with that. Sutton's got to be the guy. Uh, James Conner has been disappointing. Uh, they play Philly, who's obviously – Philly's been really they've – been, they've been doing a bang-up job on defense. Uh, Arizona's been basically terrible on offense. Uh, so, yeah, it's got to be Sutton. Um, Greg said over 100 yards. I said 60 and a touchdown. So that means you're getting 100 and a touchdown. So, uh, yeah. His over-under in FanDuel is 63 and a half. I checked that too. So Yeah. So, um, but also maybe I should just bump it to 65. We'll just say 65. Okay. You could take, you could go ahead and take the over. Yeah. Uh, but just, Caden, just make sure you please do us a favor. Do not put Cortland Sutton in your flex. Move him to that wide receiver slot because he plays sure. tonight. And uh, he says, appreciate it. So with that being said, y'all, we very much appreciate y'all hanging us, hanging with us on this. And uh, not Monday. Did I say Monday? It's Saturday. We'll catch you on Saturday. Saturday. Yes, sir. Catch you on Saturday. Caden, we're saying... You got to put either Diggs or Mike Evans in the flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then you can you have something to work with. Yep. Something in the wide receiver spot. What if Evans, like, what if he catches whatever these other Tampa Bay receivers are catching and gets injured? Well, that's not going to be good for you. And you know you want to win that matchup, man. And you, you want to lose the flexibility. So yeah, it seems like you have a good team. So you have a solid, a very, very solid spot. Mm -hmm. Diggs, Mike Evans, Corlin Sutton. But you're, you're talking about flexing James Conner and Corlin Sutton. <laughs> good problem to have all right y'all we'll catch y'all later man we much appreciate it we'll catch y'all on saturday morning uh, as we break down the rest of these games about the start of the week and play some get money with that being said have a good one everybody and we'll talk to y'all later peace yeah